You are tuned to the Get Out Those Old Records podcast with your hosts, Sewell Time and Funny Bone. Hey, hey, welcome everyone to yet another episode of the Get Out Those Old Records podcast. This is episode 32. <laughs> and we're on a little bit of an odd evening here. I'm Sewell Time, and I'm joined here by Funny Bone. Funny Bone, can you hear me? I hear you, Sewell Time. Is this our first Tuesday? Um, maybe. Gosh, I'd have to go back and look at the show notes uh, to see. And I'm wondering, I don't think this is our first time featuring this artist, at least in a single track. I'm sure we've played tracks with this artist Mm -hmm. on it. Would you like to introduce the artist we're featuring tonight? Yeah, tonight we're going to be listening to some Pete Drake, one of the all-time great pedal steel players. Yes, he was really good. And according to the show notes here, uh, he appears somewhere back in way, way back in 2021. Seems like um, eons ago in episode nine, The Luck of the Irish. Um, Maybe? No, maybe not. Uh, That came up on the search results but how about episode 12 didn't i we've done so many of these now i don't know (laughs) we for all i know we could be repeating let me just see uh yes uh episode (laughs) this is great episode 12 which was entitled that was back when we did sort of theme things. That We had our good friend Pete Weiss join us on that. It was Instrumental Beatles. And we basically were uh, bouncing off of a playlist that Pete put together on uh, Spotify. And we did feature a second great Pete. That is Pete Drake. Uh, and he appeared in a track off of Ringo's Bukus of Blues that we played the night of course, it was my pick, the Nashville Jam we played. And, uh, of course, uh, Pete Drake sat in on that session. And we're going to feature some of that Bukuza Blues tonight as well. Um, we don't have a poll up tonight, Funny Bone. Uh, but before we get to that, um, a couple housekeeping things. Um, and I'll let you talk about uh, who Pete Drake is in a moment. But um, a a quick word about the talk-only versions and our playlists. There's a lot of folks who don't have a Spotify subscription or who don't use Spotify. And Spotify itself, you have to have, like, the app to enjoy the music plus talk, quote-unquote, version of our podcast. But we've been getting a lot of positive feedback since we've been also doing a parallel upload of the talk only and sharing the Spotify playlist for that episode. And um, so folks were a little confused to how that works. Basically our episodes consist of three sets of four songs. So um, we talk, then do set one, a little more talk, then we do set two. Finally, some more talk, 
then set three. So if you're uh, trying to piece the podcast together on your own, you can uh, every just uh, songs one through four will play after we talk now in our first speaking session and then uh, so on and so forth. Uh, five through uh, do the math five through eight would be our second set and then uh, playlist tracks um, nine through 12 would would be um, the third set and you can match those up and that would be track number 13 there not 14 just correcting uh funny bone you want to give us a little uh background on um tonight's featured artist yeah so uh pete drake he's a pedal steel guitar player um who eventually became part of the collective known as the nashville a team the group of world-class session musicians um and like most of those who ended up there uh he got known for his virtuosity on his instrument um and his reputation only grew uh, probably reaching uh its climax in the late 60s and early 70s when he started uh working and producing uh just titan acts like bob dylan george harrison ringo Starr, joan baez elvis presley and, and many many more country and rock stars Yes, and we have a hearty hand clap emote and uh, hello music fans from our good friend Fractious Heart in the chat. Uh, thank you for joining us. We always love having you uh, by here. And uh, I don't know, we're, we're toying with the idea, Funny Bone, of maybe opening up um, chat requests uh, we might do a requ- uh, request-only episode. That that might be kind of fun, where people can pop in a request and we can see if we can just draw it up on the fly. That gets me excited. Yeah. Um, it, back to the old FM radio days where you would call in and talk to an actual person and they would spin a record for you. You could do a little dedication or whatever. Remember those days? Nah, you don't remember that. <laughs> Too young. Oh, I'd love to channel that energy. That that was still around when I was growing up. Was it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I actually, I remember uh, the first time I ever called into the radio and made a request. You actually That's did a, that. I remember doing it when I was like in high school. Yeah, I was, I was like, younger, younger, maybe uh, early middle school, sixth, seventh grade. Oh, so it was a prank call then. <laughs> no it was for real oh nice. nice uh but but we digress uh school time i say we get to the music because this first track is very dear to my heart yeah let's let's get right into the music here um let me call up the now playing graphic for the folks w- w- who are tuned in live on youtube right now um so Let's kick it off. And during this set, Funny Bone, maybe you and I can uh, do a little digital communication over a poll to put into the live stream tonight. But uh, without any further ado, here here are our first four selections from Pete Drake. 
The music tracks that play here have been removed to avoid penalty under current copyright policies and enforcement strategies. You can listen to a version of this podcast that includes the music on Spotify. Lock, Stock, and Teardrops by Roger Miller featuring the steel guitar playing of Pete Drake. That was a great opening set there. Funny Bone, can you hear me? I hear you full time. Always self-conscious of my technical ability, trying to uh, (laughs) manage all these things at once here. Um, We do have a poll up, I should say. And the poll is as follows it uh what is your favorite type of guitar and you have four choices here i know there's probably many more types of guitars if you want to get technical but these are the general uh things that we usually put the word guitar after acoustic electric pedal steel or 12 string so you have the rest of the episode to make up your mind before you pull the trigger and vote on something um Funny Bone, you, the f- song we started off there, uh, you chose. Do you want to wanna talk about that? Yes, yeah, whole time. I think I was uh, contractually obligated to include this song on, <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, right. it's, uh, it, it was titled Funny Bone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had not known of its existence. Prior to us, uh, you know, going through the the vault <laughs> for this episode, um, but uh, imagine my surprise when I saw it. Um, that was off a 1995 self-titled Pete Drake compilation, um, but all uh, at least sonic evidence would point to it being a previously unreleased song from sometime in the 60s. Yeah, it was really funny. And I should say, for a lot of these uh, tunes, the research was a little uphill for me. Uh, There wasn't a lot of, like with a lot of other artists that we featured, a lot of um, clear, concise information of when and how and where and personnel and and all of that stuff uh, with these recordings. A lot of them were put on compilations along with they would sort of like re-release a previous album and then throw on a few more tracks in the 90s when CDs were a big thing and people were doing that sort of thing. And so, yeah, it's tough. The the two albums, the two official albums on Spotify are that, uh, oh gosh, what's what's it called now? Um, presenting Pete Presenting Drake. Pete Drake. Uh, and that's a compilation. And then there's the fabulous steel guitar sound of Pete Drake, which is actually the title of his debut release, which brings us to song number two, track two in that set, uh, For Pete's Sake. That little cheery, upbeat romp with the tack piano. Uh, great little tune. I noticed that uh, you almost chose that one. Is that the one you were referring to in chat there? Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of that song. Uh, it's infectious. Yeah, yeah, all these songs grow on you after a while. Yeah. So if you just put this on in the background while you're playing your video game or cleaning the kitchen, uh, it, they they grab you. They, they come out of the woodwork. Um, and after that, uh, track three, 
in the playlist was uh, your pick. Yeah, that was the spook off the same album. Uh, another fun little, uh, you know, steel guitar focused ditty. Um, and that one I've been listening to for a while. Guilty as charged. Uh, I had that on a Halloween playlist. So that, that's an annual favorite of mine. Yeah. And it's really an oddball composition. It's really strange. And it's got definitely some, probably some novel technique of steel guitar playing it sounds like at least to my ears anyway and uh people in chat were saying it would make a good uh, tv theme for sci-fi or something like that um definitely could have been a tv theme from the 60s for sure um after that was one of uh we closed up that set track four with lock stock and teardrops from one of my personal favorite artists of all time the great roger miller uh, love his songwriting, love his voice, love everything about him. Uh, that's a single. So that's early Roger Miller, a single from 1963, produced by Chet Atkins. And that one actually featured the talking guitar device. And I must say he it was very tasteful, effective use of it on that, that track. And um, it is something that is a hallmark of the Pete Drake sound. Um, he was known for his talk, quote unquote, talking guitar, um, which is today called a talk box, basically, and was made popular by artists that followed in Pete Drake's footsteps, such as Peter Frampton. Uh, Jeff Beck has used uh, the talk box, uh, amongst others. Quite a while after him. Right. Uh, so true, yeah. true pioneer in that regard. Um, Soul Time, I don't know if you came across it, but uh, Pete Drake's history with Roger Miller runs deep. I did not uh, come across that. Uh, what did you yeah. find? Back in 1954, young Pete Drake and Roger Miller playing in a band, The Sons of the South. <gasps> Roger Miller along was part. With, I did run across the Sons of the South. That was like star study. Doug Kershaw, Joe yeah. South, yeah, Jack Green, and listen to this. Sometimes Dick Van Dyke played with them. No way! Oh, you dug deep. You found some good stuff there. I did run across the Sons of the South, and I could not find any recordings though. No, I don't think you can find any recordings. I think that was their, you know, little uh, club circuit band back <laughs> way back. Pretty cool stuff. And Roger Miller was part of that. I didn't yeah. catch that. Young Roger Miller. Wow. Okay. Could you imagine seeing <laughs> those guys perform? That would have been something. Um, so, you know what it's time for? And we don't have a little... Uh, intro to this quite yet but we'll, we'll get there it's time for the get out those there you go it's time for the get out those old records beer share what you drinking tonight funny bone uh mine's about three quarters of the way done yeah i heard it pop like before we even went on the air i heard it i heard it. that thing went <laughs> can't help myself on a summer night like summer tonight. it's tough you can't hold off until uh spending two, great music right? you know <laughs> i'm drinking uh it's called a p1 pilsner 
from Salt Flats Brewing Company. They're out of Salt Lake City, Utah. Wow. And I like the can art. It's very, I mean, uh, the P1 Pilsner, it's, uh, they're alluding to race cars. Uh, but the description, a first place American Pilsner for the few, not the many. Oh, very nice. And I can, I can match it tonight. I too am drinking a Pilsner, which is, a, I'm finding out is my summer choice. Of beer. That's a great summer choice. Yeah, it's not a heavy, high alcohol content, so you can, you know, uh, operate machinery after a couple of them and be safe. Um, this is uh, Portland Zoo Brewing Company uh, in, out here in Maine, and this is a Kennedy Park Pills, and it is just nothing but delicious. It's got some pretty interesting can art as well. With a uh, their logo, and underneath their logo, a wolf staring you in the face, saying, drink this. As if to say, drink this. Uh, delicious. Well, cheers, Funny Bone. Oh, it's got a little zebra cheers. near the uh, UPC code as well. That's kind of interesting. Very nice. Very nice indeed. Portland, Maine. Okay. Um, so I guess we now that we've gotten the beer share out of the way, we are ready to kick back into some Pete Drake music. And we generally tend to go uh, chronological, chronologically, I should say, in, in order uh, of the career. So we are up into the mid-60s, and by the end of this set, we'll be up to 1970. So here is set two of episode 32 of the Get Out Those Old Records podcast. Let's have a listen. The music tracks that play here have been removed to avoid penalty under current copyright policies and enforcement strategies. You can listen to a version of this podcast that includes the music on Spotify. Bill Bailey may be the luckiest night watchman in the world. For a few hours, he's got Woolworth all to himself. For wandering, browsing, fun shopping. There's always something new. What now? The Magnus Chord Organ. The only musical instrument that anyone can play in minutes. Even Bill, who can't read a note of music, will be playing hundreds of his favorites. Just follow the keyboard numbers. And push the chord buttons here. He's onto it now. You know, the whole Bailey family can have fun with this. Hey, what an idea for Bill Jr.'s birthday. At prices as low as $29.95, anyone can be talented. A Magnus organ is really music to your ears, especially on Woolworth's layaway plan. Well, I think the moral of the story there is anybody can be talented for... Twenty nine ninety five, and ain't it the truth? Well, you know, <clears throat> we've got the slowest growing podcast in the East. <laughs> I didn't know what to say there. Uh, yeah, uh, our buddy Ringo Starr. We knew we were getting to him today, um, and that was our second set, uh, tracks five through eight. If you're following along on our uh, playlist. And we started 
off that set with a nice little ditty from 1965, we think, off of the Country Steel Guitar LP. Of course, it appears on this seemingly mysterious digital-only compilation called Presenting Pete Drake here on Spotify. Uh, But that steel guitar rag we opened the set with, uh, it's an exercise in steel guitar proficiency. And while it was playing, I managed, I I was listening to the piano and I was like, that's got to be Floyd Kramer. So I did a little Googling. Sure enough, I found a site that had the personnel on there. Uh, The guitar playing was top notch. I knew it was just like, you know, a musicians as Grady Martin on the guitar, Ray Edenton on the guitar as well, Roy Husky on the bass, Buddy Harmon on the drums, who we heard on the last track, probably on that Ringo record, uh, possibly, <laughs> I'm not sure, uh, Floyd Kramer on the piano on that, of course, Tommy Hill producing on the steel guitar rag. After that, we had the... Um, Charlie Walker track, Don't Squeeze My Charmin, which appeared um, on an album called Don't Squeeze My Charmin, which was a compilation, I believe, in 1967. It originally came out on a single produced by Billy Sherrill, written by Carl Ballou and Van Givens. Some rockabilly fellas, if I'm not mistaken, uh, put that one together. And... um, of course, Sally Bug wishes she was the fly on the wall when they were writing that one. Yeah, a lot of these country songs are just amazing. The songwriting is just so clever. Um, boy, I, I I definitely dominated set number two here because I also chose the George Harrison, which for me was a really um, stark transition going from what we've been listening to up to now, this sort of country feel and pedal steel, really country centric stuff into the track. I live for you off of the all things must pass sessions, not the album it didn't appear originally on the album. This version comes from the 30th anniversary. It was a bonus track included, um, Interesting side note is that uh, the this recording only features uh, well Harrison's lead vocal and Pete Drake's pedal steel are the only original tracks from the nineteen seventy sessions. All the other instruments were overdubbed by Harrison and his son Donnie in two thousand, the year two thousand. Uh, he was not happy with. Uh, the instrumentation, I guess, on that particular track. So he redid it with his son. Uh, Sounds really tasteful, actually. I don't particularly like when musicians do that sort of thing, especially 30 years after the fact. But uh, how can you argue with George Harrison, right? Well, if if no one had told me, I wouldn't have second-guessed it. Right, right. And I guess the other uh, notes I took on this is just the the connections that Pete Drake, I've got to believe Pete Drake was just one of the easiest people to talk to, get along with, and work with. Mm -hmm. Uh, The studio, if you've never made a record or been in a studio, after a while, it can get tough. 
doing the same thing over and over again, uh, it can get tensions can run high pretty quickly in a long session. And so you want to be working with people who have the wherewithal and have the patience and personality that can withstand those situations. And I've got to believe Pete Drake was paramount in those areas because the connections he made uh, going from Bob Dylan, and of course, Bob Dylan recommended him to George Harrison. George Harrison flew him out there. Ringo Starr met him. Peter Frampton met him while he was in London and got the idea for the talk box. All these connections you see that start emerging when you study these artists. You can always tell that they are just uh, as proficient at uh, their social interactions and their kindness as they are at their their instruments. And... Uh, well, Soul Time, it's a great segue into yeah. uh, Bukus of Blues, our last track featured from the 1970 Ringo Starr album, Fastest Growing Heartache in the West. Uh, for the All Things Must Pass sessions, Ringo Starr picked up Pete Drake from the airport. And uh, that's where they made their connection. Uh, Ringo had some country music playing in his car uh, Pete Drake took quick notice and struck up a conversation about it and uh, in I guess a matter of minutes or days they made plans to have Ringo come out to Nashville uh, to record Bukuza Blues where Pete Drake's not only playing you could hear him prominently on Fastest Growing Heartache uh, but he produced the album as well um, so it was sort of a that album in large part was a brainchild of Pete Drake with his meetings and conversations with Ringo. And he got, uh, you know, all his friends, the whole A team out there uh, for two or three days to record the album. Right. It's hard to imagine making a record in three days, but that's how they did it. There, There's some bonus tracks, I guess, on the release. They're jams that they did. Uh, the Hoochie Coochie or whatever it's called. I can't remember <laughs> yeah. the name of that track. It's great. It's yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, Nashville Jam, I think, is the other one. Yeah, and uh, I want to say it was, uh, Fontana had some some kind words, a lot of kind words to say about Ringo. There's a few of the A-team that speak about their time recording that album. Uh, and there was some mutual uh, nervousness you know, Ringo felt very nervous being uh, with out of his uh, across the pond in a completely different genre, the elite of the genre. Um, and they, in turn, felt nervous being, uh, you know, with Ringo Starr, who at the time, one of the most popular musicians in the world. Yeah, that's 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 amazing. Uh, Funny Bone, before we kick off our final set tonight, do you want to give the folks a station ID for us so we don't get in trouble with our sponsor? You're listening to WGTR. Get out those old records podcast. Spelunking Spotify for musical gems since 2020. All right. It's hard to believe we've been around that long. But anyway, our poll will be closing soon after the next set. So 
If you haven't cast your vote yet, be sure to uh, put in your vote for your favorite type of guitar. The music tracks that play here have been removed to avoid penalty under current copyright policies and enforcement strategies. You can listen to a version of this podcast that includes the music on Spotify. All right, a little Leon Russell there. Roll in my sweet baby's arms featuring Pete Drake on steel. Wow. Okay, uh, we started off that set with $15 draw, continuation of our Bukuza Blues study from 1970, Ringo Starr's collaboration with Pete Drake. That song was written by Sorrels Pickard, featured Ben Keith on Dobro, most likely, and Charlie McCoy on the harmonica, as well as some of the other A-lists that Pete Drake got in there. Um, Funny Bone, we finished off the second set with your choice of Fastest Growing Heartache in the West, and that had some nice, audible Pete Drake on it. Didn't really hear any pedal steel on $15 draw. But I chose it because I just wanted to hear Ringo's uh, ranting at the end of it. <laughs> it also has a great intro. I don't know who it is counting the song off. I love that intro. Um, and then after that, we had one of your picks. What was your uh, track there? Yeah, it should be mentioned that uh, Drake's still producing $15 Draw. So he's still got his touch oh, on sure. it. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, so we, and we followed that up with Be Real uh, by the Sir Douglas Quintet off their 1 plus 1 plus 1 equals 4 album released in 1970. Uh, The math is a little suspect, but the music was spot on. Right. Uh, And again, that of course, Pete Drake on steel guitar. It was written by uh, frontman and founding member Doug Sam, uh, and they've got a lot of the Nashville A-Team, uh, like a lot of rock acts from the 60s. Uh, uh, the Sir Douglas Quintet followed the trend to go to Nashville for inspiration uh, for the next stages of their career, looking for a fresh sound. Um, and the same is true of the track that followed, Paper Flowers by Tommy James, mm-hmm. the great 60s hitmaker Tommy James, uh, no longer with the Shondells at this period. At this period, uh, this was his second album as a solo artist. My head, my bed, and my red guitar. In 1971, uh, the album was produced by Drake, and uh, he's got a really cool uh, steel guitar sound on there. He does some of they do some of the oscillating like they did it as an effect in Crimson and Clover. Right. Uh, so right. it's got a little bit of like psychedelic steel guitar on it. Uh, big fan of that track. It was uh, co-written by James with Joey D and Richie Cordell, um, who was a, a longtime collaborator. Um, although most of the tracks on this album were written with Bob King. He sort of became the, the Tommy James primary songwriting companion uh when he went solo uh, but cordell helped uh, write a lot of his big records namely moni moni mm-hmm. um 
And then we closed out the track, or closed out the whole set and the <laughs> and our cast with Rollin' My Sweet Baby's Arms by Leon Russell off his 1973 Hank Wilson's Back Volume 1. Uh, Hank Wilson being his alter ego and with the uh, the album cover it's it's a nice pun there yeah it's just a picture of his back yeah <laughs> um and uh that's leon russell with the with the a team uh again rock act uh but leon russell perhaps had uh the most country roots out of uh the bunch or, mm-hmm. or out of a lot of the people who turned to nashville um uh, he grew up in the Midwest and uh, not Midwest, uh, mid well, South. Uh, <laughs> uh, but what what a, a fun record when it picks up in tempo in the end there. It's uh, <laughs> it yeah. Was a blast. Yeah, I have to go let, check out that the rest of that uh, Hank Wilson's back. I, I'm not familiar with that stuff as much on the Leon Russell catalog. I need to go check that out and listen to it a little more, do a little deeper dive into that. It's like, a good record. I mean, it's got the it's that uh, Nashville magic. Yeah, Nashville magic. Well, I think it's time for us to wrap this up and give the poll results. And of course, we had a poll. What is your favorite type of guitar? Um, acoustic, electric, pedal steel, or twelve string? Uh, Funny bone. I thought for sure pedal steel would win out tonight, and uh, everybody listening to Pete Drake, it would inspire them. Uh, but the results don't lie. Uh, acoustic guitar is the winner at 67%. We've got pedal steel, a close second at 33%. (laughs) (laughs) 33%. Wow. Uh, Wow. It's just truth is stranger than fiction, I guess. Well, Uh, that's one of the, the first major upsets. I believe in the GoTor polls. I think it is, and I think it's because we maybe had some bad actors float into the chat room for a little while and uh, cause havoc. <laughs> um, and by Steal bad actors, I mean my cat hopping up and just wiping out the stream completely. And we apologize <laughs> to those folks uh, for the uh, stream going offline mysteriously, but uh, things happen like that all the time. And uh, as always, I want to thank everybody for listening to our podcast. Um, You can like, follow, subscribe to YouTube if you're interested in hanging out live with us every couple weeks. Uh, Or follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, so you can keep up to date when the thing goes, the podcast goes live onto Spotify and other platforms now with the talk-only version. Uh, You'll find a a link to... uh, the um, music and talk podcast, as well as the talk only versions uh, in the description. You also find a link to the playlist we used uh, for this evening's episode. Um, Funny bone. Do you have any instructions for our listeners in the meantime? Get them out folks. 